0: Good afternoon to my fellow Yankee fans and welcome to episode 46 of the Yapping Yankees podcast where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but the Yanks. As always, I am your host Mike Scudero here on this Sunday, May 10th, 2020. Let's get things started by, as always, giving our shout-out to the Team Left Jab United Radio Network, as well as Grunt Talks MLB. First up, as always, Team Left Jab. They feature Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and, of course, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms at Team Left Jab and check out their sports content across anywhere you find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, iHeart, you name it, the list goes on. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab. Guys, and our other shout out goes to Grunt Talks MLB. Be sure to visit their website, grunttalksmlb.com, to see all of their baseball content and go to the podcast section to see where they feature Yapping Yankees. Also, be sure to follow the main man behind the website, Darren, on Twitter at YankeesReport28. Special thanks to Darren and Grunt Talks MLB for joining in on the growth of Yapping Yankees. It is Sunday, May 10th, guys, and it is Mother's Day. In honor of that, before we get going today with episode 46 of Yapping Yankees, I wanted to wish all of the moms out there a very happy Mother's Day. I know we're limited, particularly here in New York when it comes to finding ways to celebrate, but you could still get together with your mother and family if you keep your distance outside, maybe. You could still send flowers, a card, give them a call. After all, it is the little things in life, guys. Just remind them of how much you love them. That's what's important. And with that being said, I'll remind my mother right now, who I know is listening because she's obviously a top supporter of mine, how much I love her. Mom, I love you so, so much. You are truly one of the best people on this planet, and you have been there for me since day one. And I cannot wait to spend the day making it as special for you as possible. My mom has done more for me and my brother than I ever thought it possible for any parent to do for their children. And I never forget anything she does for us. Not one thing, no matter how big or small it is. Thank you for being the best mother anyone could ever even dream of asking for. I love you more than I can put into words, mom. Happy Mother's Day other than it being Mother's Day. However, we are obviously still going through this godforsaken saga with the coronavirus and quarantining. Although I do know other states have started to slowly reopen since we spoke last. The date for New York to begin doing so, as many know, is supposed to be Friday, May 15th. So that's this Friday, of course. We'll see what happens with that. But in any event, I do hope all of you listening and your families have continued to stay well and safe. Gotta just keep praying for the best as Hiring as that has gotten, and that people will still continue to be careful whether they live in a state already slowly reopening or if they're here in New York as we prepare to slowly begin reopening on Friday. Hopefully things continue on for the better. But this may not be the only aspect where things may be looking up, you know. There could be some very big news on the horizon when it comes to the game we love. And I speak of none other than baseball, obviously. But what specific big news do I speak of, you may wonder? Well, there have been rumors whispers this past week that baseball could have a date that they're hopeful of for games to be played this year. Not to worry, I'll be giving details for this later. Along with a Yankees injury update consisting of Aaron Judge, James Paxton, John Carlos Stanton, and Aaron Hicks, and our poll for this week. Which, as we know, we usually start things with the poll. So without further delay, let's get right into that. And that being this week's poll, of course. And it does in fact have to do with a possibility baseball may be looking at if it does return this year. And I wanted to see how you fellow baseball lovers would feel about it. So here's this week's poll question. We'll start on Twitter as we usually do. The question is, do you think the MLB teams will return to their home ballparks when and if games are played this year? And also, I wanted you to comment below telling me whether or not you think it would be safe to do so for the shout out on the podcast. So again, do you think the MLB teams will return to their home ballparks when and if games are to be played this year in 2020? The two choices are simple, obviously it's yes or no, and the choice of yes is Did not win by much, but it did win by getting 56% of the vote against the 44% of you who voted for no. So the choice of yes didn't win by much, just 56 against 44, but it still did win. So the vast majority of you do believe that the MLB teams will return to their home ballparks if games are to be played this year. And if you did read the potential plans, the rumors going around for games to be played this year that we should be hearing about in the coming days, you do know, and we'll be talking about this more in the MLB News portion of the podcast later, that there have been some rumors that if games are to be played this year, the league may try to bring back all of the teams or almost all of the teams to their regular home baseball stadiums. And that would be a big deal, of course, even if there are no fans, because just having them back in their regular ballpark I think would be a cool thing. But obviously safety has to be number one and they have to have the proper precautions set up in order for the sort of a thing to happen. And we know that. And that's why some people still do not like the thought because some people still don't think that it's even safe to start up this year in the first place. So these sorts of questions are tricky, and I know everybody has a varying opinion on this, but considering this was mentioned as a potential option for this supposed final proposal the league is going to make to the Players Association in the coming days, I thought that I would ask all of you guys about it and see what you guys think of it. About all or almost all of the teams being able to actually play, possibly, in their regular home stadium this year. And clearly the results were close. Again, the choice of yes only won 56% against 44 so it is still close, telling you that people do still have conflicting opinions on this subject both about playing in the regular home ballparks or maybe even starting up at all for this year And we've already heard everybody's concerns on past episodes, and we'll probably hear them yet again on today's episode in these replies. So let's get right to those replies. First up today here on this Mother's Day edition is my good friend at Laura underscore Icemont, and Laura has to say some yes and some no. I think the New York teams will have to start somewhere else for the time being until everything is under control. As far as the other teams, I can see them playing in their ballparks when the season starts. Well yeah, that seems to be a recurring thing and you'll hear this more as we go through the replies. Places like New York and California and places who were hit very hard with this virus from the very beginning, those really seem to be the locations where people are a little iffy about starting up in the regular ballparks, and that's completely understandable why people would think that those places are unsafe to attempt at playing in right now. So if the Yankees and the Mets have to play elsewhere for the time being until everything's fully under control here in New York and even other places as for the Dodgers and the rest of their teams, the Padres, the Giants, the Angels... If people would prefer that those places have to wait for the time being and those teams have to play elsewhere until things are under control in those harder hit places, I think those are reasonable concerns and I would see why people would feel that way. So Laura, I definitely understand your concerns when it comes to New York. Up next we have at the Bronx Zoo NYY says California has four teams within their borders. Illinois has two, New York has two, Michigan has one, and Washington has one. That's one third of the league where the state government is being overzealous. L.A. is definitely not expected to see any live performances, music plays, etc. for at least six more months. Well, yeah, those are definitely vital places for MLB to pursue this sort of a thing. And you're absolutely right. It depends on the state. It varies from state to state and their rules and what they're going through right now. For instance, like I said before, places like New York, California, and Washington are all places that got hit hard by this virus. And they are reopening much later than other states have because other states may not have been hit nearly as hard and they weren't. New York was clubbed by this virus. Take it from me in case you didn't hear that enough from the media. But yeah, those are definitely some vital places. And yeah, about California, I would definitely understand if that were true, at least the six months thing. That's tough, but hopefully that can change because we never know what kind of corner this virus could turn as time goes along. Anything can happen, but hopefully it wouldn't be that long, especially considering this would be without fans in the stadium. So maybe that could make a difference. But who knows with that too, because towards the later part of the year, maybe towards September, October, when baseball would still be going on, because of course, there's the possibility of this still going on as late as maybe the very beginning of December. But maybe towards the later part of the year, you might be able to have fans, or maybe some fans, who knows. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen in the next few months, we just don't. Again, this could be a completely different conversation if the virus happens to take a sudden turn for the better, God willing. But regardless, we'll see. Let's continue on. Try to get through as many replies as we can today. Up next, we have at peace now for life. Says maybe for some, but definitely not all. So it cannot happen if they play in all home ballparks. I think they are asking for problems. Health and safety must come first. Well, yeah. Listen, I have said that on this podcast ad nauseum. That has been the echoed sentiment on this show. That everything that MLB even thinks about tackling going forward, when it comes to potentially bringing baseball back in 2020 has to put the health and safety of everybody involved first, number one. So if that can be assured, then that's great, then go through with this, as I've been saying. But it's a tricky thing, and I definitely understand why you, alongside people like Laura, definitely think that certain places like New York may be a big risk. And a lot of people think that if you can't do it everywhere, then you just shouldn't do it. Perhaps you go to one of the prior proposals when they were only planning on using Arizona, Florida, and Texas, or maybe just Arizona and Florida, or maybe even going back to the very first proposal when they were just planning on using Arizona. But I definitely understand your point. If you can't do it everywhere, then it might not be worth pursuing. Safety has to be number one. And that certain places like New York could definitely raise some concerns if they were to try to return to stadiums like Citi Field and Yankee Stadium. I guess we'll see if they echo your sentiment in the coming days when we get the official report. But let's keep rolling right along here on the replies. Up next, we have at Mr. Yclipt says, Without fans, I think there's a shot we will see baseball in New York this year. Funny thing is, I say this while not yet being convinced there will even be baseball. Talk about two extremely different thoughts, but it speaks to how much remains unknown. Well, yeah, and that's the thing, and that's really been the main idea around all of this discussion the past few weeks. Every report I gave you, yeah, it was more information that came out, and maybe we were getting closer and closer to a definitive timeline or a definitive plan as time went along, but nothing was ever certain, and there were really no definite answers to everything. There were just new reports coming out constantly about potential possibilities in the future, and we would just flesh them out and talk about them. And even now, although we're apparently days away from an official report on all of this, maybe even an official plan, right now, on Sunday, May 10th, there is still nothing definite. That could be different in a couple of days, but right now, there's still nothing definite. And even all of the in-depth details about the potential final plan and the final report coming in a couple of days that I plan on talking to you about later are still just rumors until those are made official. And that's why every single week, no matter what we talk about, whether it was a new proposal or a new report supposedly talking about when things would become clearer or just anything that came out these past few weeks about when and if baseball may be played or may not be played in 2020... Almost every time before I read every single piece of news on the subject, I told you to not take anything to heart and to not get overly excited about anything we discuss because nothing is certain right now. Everything is still unknown. And that's what you've emphasized here with your comment and I really appreciate that. But that's what these polls have been about these last few weeks when it's been on this subject. Just tell me what you think because nothing's certain. So yes, while your thoughts are completely different from each other, yes, it's just spitballing because nothing is known. And yeah, obviously, this question is a given. It would be without fans especially to start. So maybe we will see it in New York, or maybe we won't. We're going to have to wait a couple of days to find out. Up next is my good friend at official Stacey says, not for New York teams, so I'll say no. All right, more concerns over New York teams. And again, I definitely hear those concerns because of how hard hit New York was with this virus. And as I said earlier, we in New York have not even begun to start slowly reopening yet until this coming Friday, May 15th. And maybe by then we'll have an official plan announced by Major League Baseball for baseball to start up in 2020. So we'll see. But again, I understand the concerns over New York. At Laker 477 says, yes, I believe each team will play in their own ballpark. But without fans I just hope and pray that they do everything humanly possible to ensure the safety of all the players coaches and team employees before they start and if they can't then they shouldn't play well yeah that's basically exactly how I feel about it and as I said before yeah this goes without saying it would be without fans that's the way it would be maybe it could change later way later in the year as I said before that could be different but for now for things to start especially it would definitely be without fans. And yeah, as I've also been reiterating, if they cannot ensure the safety of everybody involved, then this should not be something they pursue. As painful as that is for me to say, that's just the way I feel, and I think it's very fair. That means having the proper amount of testing without taking testing away from the regular community and society, and do it enough in a manner where players wouldn't get infected and teams would have to shut down and the entire operation will have to stop. And of course, you definitely don't want that to happen. Up next is at Mike B underscore 923 says yes, but no fans. Well, yeah, that's a given, especially to start. At Run Read Repeat 12 says safe. Well, I don't really know if you're saying it has to be safe in order to do this or if you already feel it is safe, but regardless, if you already feel it is safe, then that's awesome. But if you're emphasizing that it does need to be safe in order to pursue it, then yeah, I absolutely agree. Then we add my girlfriend at Vic Salimo says some yes and some no. New York is very packed and has some of the highest cases of the virus in the country. So I think it would be safer if the New York team stayed somewhere else. Well, like many others, Vic has a lot of concerns for New York, and it's understandable. It was the place that got hit the hardest by far. We got killed by this thing. At Mountain 456 says, Not a smart thing to do, even though I'd love to see it, but I thought they were going to make this as safe as possible for all. This isn't making any sense to me anymore. Sounds like social distancing is out the window after all we've done to stay safe. Well, hopefully they find ways to enforce social distancing in the games when it comes to the employees that would be in the ballpark, the coaches, the managerial staff, the players. Hopefully they still find ways to social distance and enforce all kinds of ways to potentially prevent the spread of this virus, along with the fact that they would be getting tested every day in a perfect world. And a little side note too. those two words social distancing are literally on the verge of driving me insane at this point. But I see where you're coming from, Tina. I mean, we've come a long way from about a month ago when Jeff Passan revealed the first potential proposal with the Arizona plan when they were essentially planning on just staying in Arizona and playing in complete isolation, being away from their families for that long. And doing all of those things to enforce social distancing, like staying in the stands instead of the dugout and staying far away from each other and all of those crazy things they were talking about. And now over a month later, we're talking about potentially playing in the regular home baseball stadiums. So I can definitely understand people being like, wow, we've come quite a long way since then. We were talking about playing in complete isolation inside of one state, and now we're talking about returning to the regular Major League Baseball ballparks. But again, I'll recommend just patience. We'll see what happens going forward in this coming week, because apparently we're going to get word on this in the coming days about what they plan on doing. At Marsha Nicholas says, I don't think I can say yes or no. It's so different among the states. I want baseball, but I want people to be safe. And yeah, I'll echo the sentiment again, as if we haven't done it enough on the podcast. We've done it ad nauseum, but safety is, of course, number one. And yeah, again, as we also said earlier, it does vary from state to state, depending on which states got hit hardest, which states has their particular guidelines. And when they plan on slowly reopening, it depends on state to state. You're right. Then we had at official 52011 says it's questionable for New York. Well, yeah, a lot of other people in their replies have said the same thing. New York is questionable and people are very nervous about that as opposed to some other states. At Savage Empire Pod says if they enact their plan to play in the three cities, it'll be permanent for the season. Yeah, so I assume the three cities you're talking about is with the one proposal when they plan on playing in Texas, Florida and Arizona. Those were the states they were planning on, not cities, but that was the three state plan. Some people seem to have liked that plan. They thought it was definitely an improvement over just Arizona or even just Arizona and Florida. And all three of those locations are also good neutral sites to play when and if the season would go into as late as early December if you need warmer neutral sites to play in. So yeah, if they do go with that proposal, maybe perhaps they would stick with that throughout the rest of the season. Again, we don't know for sure, but it's an interesting thought. I do think, though, if the season were to start, I do think that during the season, throughout the duration of it, perhaps some things could change on the fly. Maybe even letting some fans in if this virus takes a significant turn for the better over the next coming months. Or maybe they could even expand locations to play in if things also take a turn for the better if they're to start out with the plan you say with the three states. If they were to just play in those three states of Texas, Florida, and Arizona, if things got significantly better in the other states, maybe they try to expand to those. Or maybe they do stay steady throughout. I really don't know. We just don't have any answers. At gene one Max says, I want to see baseball start this year. No fans in the stands, just television. Depending on how this virus continues to impact us, I would love maybe late season fans, but New York is iffy. It's so tough. I met a gal whose boyfriend is a cameraman for the Angels, and he's been told to be ready to return. Well, I was going to mention this later, but I'll mention it now because it's still mentioning it. It doesn't matter when. But speaking of being told to be ready to return, there were a lot of reports, and we're probably going to mention this again later anyway, but there were reports that the Cleveland Indians were telling their team to be ready, which made people further speculate on the fact that baseball will be in fact starting in 2020. It's just a matter of when and what proposal they finally give to the Players Association in an attempt to start up. But yeah, if that cameraman was also told to be ready, he wouldn't be the first, apparently, because of those reports about the Cleveland Indians telling their team the very same thing just be ready. And I know when people heard that about the Indians, it got them very, very hyped and it got them believing those early reports saying baseball could be starting this year. Even I, and I'm not going to say who, not going to rat anybody out, but I do know somebody who works for the Yankees that apparently heard the same thing. So this is something we're hearing in many different areas. Someone with the Yankees, you heard this with the Indians. And now you even heard this on this comment with a cameraman who works for the Angels. So bear that in mind. Let's do a few more. We've got at VR says, Baseball is not just the players, but all clubhouse staff, logistics broadcast, security and such. Keeping all of these people safe with all the travel involved is what gives me chills. Not all places are equally safe. Absolutely. And I've been reiterating that on this show that the players are not the only ones you would have to keep safe on the regular. There are a lot of people involved here and a lot of factors that could put people at risk. And yes, the fact that not all places are the same safety-wise. People are mentioning New York, California, Washington. So yes, you're absolutely right. And those are some of the major hurdles that people were talking about when it was being spoken of baseball coming back for this year. They said there are a lot of hurdles to overcome, and these are just a few of them. There are a lot. But yes, it could be scary if you think about it a lot. (laughs) It really could be. At I'm underscore bleachbit says no. Teams from large cities such as the Yankees, Dodgers, etc. would be crazy to do that. Well, yeah, here's another comment with the concern of those big places who got impacted the most, like New York and California. People are uneasy about those sorts of places having their teams return to their regular ballparks, even if it is without fans. At Ball Nine Tweet says, Can I vote both? I think at some point, the New York teams will go from playing at neutral sites to their respective stadiums. But whether there's a crowd or they do it like the KBO, I'm up in the air on. Well, yeah, again, it could change as the season goes along. We don't know if that's a route they would take or if they want to take it steady throughout the entire year and just keep the same plan throughout the entire season. Or they could change throughout the season if things continue to take a turn for the better with this virus as time goes along, which it probably will, or at least you have to hope. But yeah, the KBO in Korea, for instance, they've started to play baseball without fans in their stadiums, and they've even discussed putting, like, mannequins in the stands or putting in crowd noise or these crazy things they've spoken about in the past. But the KBO has started to do that, playing in the stadiums, their regular stadiums, just without fans. But also in places like South Korea, the situation with the virus is significantly better than it is here. So again, like it varies from state to state in this country, it also varies from country to country when you see other countries doing different things than we are right now because we're in more dire straits than they are. So it just depends. But I definitely understand where you're coming from and thinking that you should vote for both because things might change as the season goes along and perhaps we could take an approach like the KBO does or perhaps not. At Chess Bro Jack says, gotta go to Arizona. All right, so we got an Arizona plan supporter here. Okay. At 27 Downcast says, New York can't yet. I would be worried about a handful of other cities too, but we have more options now than we did a month ago and certainly more hope for a season to be played. Well, yes, definitely. A lot has happened since that original Arizona plan has been proposed, and there's more information as to whether baseball could start this year or not than there was a month ago, of course. Things have gotten better in certain places with the virus than they were a month ago, and we should expect to see that trend continue, hopefully, in the coming months. But yes, again, as we've seen a lot in these replies, it just seems the concern over New York is prevailing here. This will be our last one on Twitter for the day. We'll go with at Yankee Bishop says, I think every state will be forced to fall in line sooner than people think. I say yes. Also, I think it's absolutely safe for people who aren't at obvious risk. The sun and heat are a safety net in reality. Well, maybe they are, but I also have heard certain whispers about this virus still being prevalent in these hotter places. But maybe that could be different here. Who knows? This virus is so damn strange, and the way it's acted in many cases has had a lot of people in the medical profession even scratching their heads at times. It's a weird freaking virus. So maybe they are a safety net, or maybe they're not. Who knows? I do wish we had more information on this freaking virus two months into this whole thing, but we don't. Lots of conflicting reports on this virus throughout the last two months, and it's been really scary and frustrating to deal with. But we'll see what the future holds as far as each individual state and what they plan to do and what baseball plans to do when we hear the official report on their plans in the coming days. And based on what they say, we will see after all whether it is a good idea to start baseball up this year or not. But as for Twitter, that is all for today with the replies. As always, I want to thank you all for the poll interactions on there. Again, I apologize if I didn't get to you, but always just keep trying every week in the replies, and I'll definitely get to you most weeks. I really do try my best to get to all of you. But let's head on to Instagram before we wrap up this week's poll segment. The same question applies, obviously, on Instagram. Do you think the MLB teams will return to their home ballparks when and if games are played this year? The two choices are yes and no, and DM me telling me whether or not you think it would be safe for your shout-out. So, the results, although they're a little bit more widespread on Instagram, there are still obviously varying opinions on this subject. When it comes to Instagram, 62% of you who voted on Instagram voted for yes, you do think the MLB teams will return to their home ballparks, and 38% of you said no, they will not return to their regular MLB ballparks. So more widespread than the Twitter results, because the Twitter results were much closer, only 56% against 44% in favor of yes, and Instagram is 62% against 38% in favor of saying yes, but there are clearly a lot of people who still not only feel that teams will not return to their regular MLB ballparks, but do think that starting up at all, like they thought weeks ago, would still be unsafe, and they're a little bit unsure about it. So we'll quickly get to the couple of Instagram replies that I had before moving on to some Yankees news today. We had Official52011 on Instagram replying like he did on Twitter. So again, two shoutouts for Official. Thank you for replying on both social media platforms. And he says again on Instagram, I'm not sure about New York. So again, echoing sentiments about New York. A lot of people are concerned about New York. And again, considering we got slammed by this virus the hardest, it's understandable. It really is. And we'll finish off with my awesome mother on this beautiful Mother's Day. My mom, Julia Gina Scudero on Instagram, said they could be close to their families, provided they live in New York, which they should hopefully. So I imagine she's talking about the Yankees. And yeah, they would be around their families a lot more often. And that family's concern was definitely a big thing that people cited when that original Arizona plan came out. The main concern about that original plan was that the players would be living in complete isolation in Arizona without their families and strictly going to the stadium that they're going to that day to play baseball and go back to their hotel and vice versa. That would be their life for like four and a half or five months. And a lot of people were concerned about that early on, that they would be away from their families for that much time. And a lot of the MLB players themselves voiced their concerns over that. So yes, I'm glad you brought this up, Mom. That was a big worry about that original plan mentioned. And if they were in their regular ballparks, yeah, they'd still be traveling around, but they could certainly be around their families again much more throughout that span of the season going on. That's definitely an important aspect. And that was a big hole in that Arizona plan that a lot of people cited right away. They didn't like it. So this could be much more of a solution to that family issue. You're definitely right about that. But again, we won't know until when and if Major League Baseball tries to get all of their teams to play in their regular MLB ballparks if baseball is to start up this year. But those are this week's replies for the poll on Twitter and Instagram. As always, again, I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day to join in on the fun with this week's Yapping Yankees poll. I greatly appreciate all the interactions, guys. You know that. Alright, what do you say we keep moving things right along, let's get into some Yankees news, which today is an injury update mainly on Aaron Judge, but also for Stanton, Paxton, and Hicks, as I said earlier, we'll start it off with the update on The Judge. And that is that this update, like the others in the past on him, is that this injury continues to be slow moving as far as the healing is concerned, and more testing is on the horizon. Now, I do have a clip here of Aaron Boone discussing what's ahead for Judge when he was on MLB Network Radio, so let's listen to that. Again, this is Aaron Boone on MLB Network Radio giving a little bit of an update on Aaron Judge as of Tuesday, May 5th. Take a listen.
1: Aaron Judge, um, he's he's due for another CT scan, I believe, in a couple more weeks, so this time down has allowed that rib, that bone, to hopefully continue to heal. Um, All signs are encouraging there, and hopefully this time down allows that rib to heal properly and and hopefully have him uh, part of all this as well.
0: So that's the latest on Judge According to Boone. And the last couple of updates have sounded more or less the same, but that's just what this injury seems to be. Very slow moving in the healing process. Therefore, the updates don't show too many differences at a time. Speaking of the injury itself though, there were doctors that commented a bit on Judge's injury. Those who have been watching Judge's progress the last couple of months have spoken to the rarity of the injury. They did say how uncommon it is to fracture the rib that he did, so up high on his torso. Many people didn't even know the ribs went up as far as the top rib does, I didn't even know at first. And up high on the torso is around the area that Judge fractured, he had a stress fracture for that rib at the top. It's pretty uncommon for that to happen. And it could at times be tough to pinpoint the origin of the pain there, partially because of how rare it is to injure that rib, as I said. If you recall, they thought it was his shoulder, his pec, they kept changing his timeline for his return, and then they discovered the stress fracture in the high rib, along with the later revealed partially collapsed lung that hadn't been mentioned prior, but that collapsed lung is besides the point, and that's healed since. The point is, as a reminder from before, it was difficult for them to pinpoint this because of how rare the injury is, as the doctors said. It's a really tricky injury, one they don't seem to be having too many answers for, but hopefully it just heals as soon as possible. It seems like a million years ago at this point because of everything going on, but this whole injury situation with Judge has just been bizarre since day one. Again, the shoulder, the pec, and then it was finally revealed to be the stress fracture in the rib behind it all, along with the partially collapsed lung revealed later, which again, that's healed. They said he'd be ready for opening day, maybe even get some spring training reps in, which obviously didn't happen, even before the pandemic stopped spring training. But you know what? He keeps going for tests. He's due for another one, probably at this point in about another week or so, since Boone said about two weeks in that clip, and that was a few days ago. So they're staying on top of it, that's for sure. And they are saying the signs are encouraging. Gotta go by their word, I suppose. It's what we have. It is crazy how long this has taken for him, though. If this injury was, in fact, from that dive he took in right field going all the way back to about eight or so months ago, September of 2019, which it's believed that the dive is what caused this. But regardless, Judge does have the luxury of time on his side with everything that's happened with the pandemic. So that's a silver lining in these nightmarish times, I guess. So let's just hope he keeps getting better, of course. We'd love to have him back at full strength if and when baseball gets going this year. Before we end Yankees news today, Boone also gave updates on Stanton, Paxton, and Hicks on MLB Network Radio as well. And if you recall, the last time we spoke about those guys, they were all either headed in a good direction and progressing very well, that would be in Paxton and Hicks's case, or they're already set to go whenever, which is in Stanton's case. And it would seem not much has changed. Here's Boone on Paxton, Giancarlo, and Hicks.
1: Giancarlo wasn't going to be able to start the season on time with us. He's doing really well and... and should be good to go when whenever we get ready to go back. James Paxton, who is going to be probably ready in about mid-May, is on that timeline. He's already thrown five or six bullpens. I, I think he actually threw a sim game yesterday um, to a couple guys where he is. So, and, and his his rehab has gone really, really well. You got uh, Aaron Hicks, who's obviously coming back from Tommy John surgery. He's doing really well. He's already... Um, doing soft toss from both sides of the plate and and throwing out to 90-plus feet. Um, So he's trending in in a really good direction. So
0: much of the same for those three. Seems to be good news all around. Stanton's basically ready. Paxton seems to be about there, even throwing sim games to some guys, whoever's around, that is. And Hicks is doing his throwing and swinging, so they're making progress. That's the gist of it. It's the news you hope to hear in these dark times as far as the Yankees' injury updates. Now, When it comes to more news you may want to hear, you're definitely going to want to listen to this next part of the show when it comes to our MLB news portion of Yapping Yankees. It's our final topic for the day, as the last thing that really happened when it comes to news from this past week, but boy could it be a big deal. You've probably already guessed the topic, considering our poll was about a particular potential aspect on the subject, and that subject is the fact that there were various reports throughout this past week ...of there being a possible ultimate proposal being made from Major League Baseball... ...resulting in a start to some sort of a baseball season in 2020. Now, obviously, if this is true, this could be a big deal, as I said earlier. And we know, even if it's a much different season than the one we're used to... ...since, of course, this has been a crazy year and we expect crazy outcomes even within the sports world... It is still baseball, and people have been dying to watch any sort of live sports or entertainment on television to aid us in these times, and also because we just want baseball back at this point. (laughs) Don't forget, we should be, give or take, about a month and a half into the 2020 season right now, but nonetheless, these things started heating up even more than ever earlier this week with a potential timeline for the game's return Possibly becoming clearer at this point and it all started back on Monday six days ago with former Major League Baseball player Trevor Plouffe who now works in John Boy Media as many of us know John Boy is the famous Yankee fan and Podcaster who has created his own empire called John Boy Media at this point He is the one if you recall months and months ago that exposed the trash can banging in videos of the Astros cheating And even before that, he was pretty well known for his breakdowns and his videos about the Yankees on social media. And when I say breakdowns, I don't mean mental breakdowns. Don't misunderstand me. His breakdowns were videos that he put together specifically outlining certain things that happen in certain games. And he would break down those events for the viewer. But since he's created his own podcasting and media empire there at John Boy Media, he's had a lot of former Major League Baseball players either associated with the company or partaking on podcasts within the company, and Trevor Plouffe is one of them. He's now with John Boy Media, and that's really cool. But Plouffe is the one that really got this discussion going when he took to Twitter six days ago on Monday. He said in a tweet that he heard from someone who he trusts a lot That the second spring training will start on June 10th and opening day will be on July 1st. And that the teams will be playing in their regular home ballparks. Which again, that sort of discussion about playing in the regular home ballparks without fans was revived even more so and spoken about even more when Trevor Plouffe put this tweet out and it went viral as you can probably imagine. And then as I said earlier, there were also reports of teams like the Cleveland Indians telling their organization to quote-unquote get ready. So the discussion was really starting to heat up a lot towards earlier in this past week. And then on Wednesday and Thursday, and then even more yesterday from guys like Ken Rosenthal, more and more information started to come out about certain things Trevor Plouffe was saying potentially becoming a reality in the coming days, saying that Major League Baseball is prepared to put out a final proposal to the Players Association within about a week, and they will try to get baseball started hopefully by around early July. Sounds similar to what Plouffe was saying, right? Now, just how similar, we're going to have to wait and see until Major League Baseball officially releases what they want to do in the coming days. Because again, they were saying within about a week or so, and this was maybe about three or four days ago they said that, so it should be in the coming days if the timeline lines up correctly. It could be tomorrow for all we know, who knows? And you best believe you'll be able to see my reaction to that on my social medias. Again, just a little social media plug, be sure to follow me on Facebook at Mike Scudero NY, on Twitter, which you'll definitely see my opinion first on there, at Mike Scudero, and also on Instagram at MikeScuds97. If you follow my social medias, you'll definitely be able to see any and all of my takes that I have at all times on those. But as of now, when it comes to these reports that have been coming out throughout the past week, I do have an article here that maps out... A lot of the information having to do with these reports. And then I have a couple more details from Ken Rosenthal, it seemed, from yesterday that maps out some more potential details about all of this. There are also guys like Joel Sherman who has comments on this matter, and you're going to hear all these names in this article. And I'm going to read you a good amount of it. So here it is, a Bleacher Report article posted on May 6th, titled, MLB reportedly plans to provide MLB Players Association with 2020 season proposal within a week. And again, May 6th was about four days ago, so this could be in the coming days. Again, maybe even tomorrow. Who knows? But the article reads, Ken Rosenthal of Fox Sports and The Athletic reported Wednesday that Major League Baseball will offer a proposal to the MLB Players Association, quote-unquote, within a week regarding the beginning of the 2020 season. Joel Sherman of the New York Post reported the same, and Rosenthal noted that ESPN's Jeff Passan reported on the latest news as well. So we got three big trusted names right there, automatically. Ken Rosenthal, Joel Sherman, and Jeff Passan. We know Jeff Passan has been a big deal throughout all of this too. Here's what Rosenthal had to say. Quote, greater availability of testing is a must. Players will need to undergo regular tests and daily temperature checks to ensure the infection of one team member does not require an entire club to shut down. A vaccine will not be ready in time for this season, and maybe not even next season, creating potential problems for 2021. But the development of medicines to effectively treat COVID-19 would reduce the health risks, and if the numbers trend in the right direction, the sport might push forward with a shortened season and adjust as warranted. And make no mistake, adjustments will be warranted." So again, this leads us to believe that they would actually change things as the season goes along because things could continue to change in the coming months when it comes to the virus, as I said earlier, so that would only make sense. Now Joel Sherman says, quote, The obstacles to returning to play, though, remain significant. The numbers of Americans contracting and dying from the coronavirus are going up in a few areas where Major League Baseball wants to play. There have yet to be clear signals that the league will be provided enough green lights to return all the teams to either their home or spring sites, and that the clubs will have the equipment, tests, and medical personnel necessary to do so, end quote. So yeah, it seems that Ken Rosenthal and Joel Sherman are on the same page as far as the testing protocol that would have to go down, and I've been echoing that on this show as well. They're really going to have to go through a lot of obstacles to ensure that. I've been saying they have to have the right amount of personnel to do it, they have to have the right amount of testing, and do all of this without stripping needed tests from society and the regular communities for regular citizens that need to be tested. So this is a really tricky process, and there are a lot of hurdles, as they've been saying from the start. And also, the article goes on to mention another hurdle that they have to overcome, and we've said this earlier on this show and on past episodes of Yapping Yankees in the last few weeks recently as well. Be sure to go listen to the past episodes of Yapping Yankees. But the article does highlight, and I'm glad it does, that some states have begun slowly reopening non-essential businesses in recent days while others are still on lockdown mode. And I said that makes it more difficult and a lot of others in the Twitter replies said the same thing because it varies from state to state and the approach they're taking in this thing depending on how hard hit they were by the coronavirus. So it depends on the state. That's another factor. Now the rest of the article I'm going to read you is to further confirm everything I've already told you about earlier in the show having to do with Trevor Plouffe talking about this all on Twitter and also the Indians reportedly telling their players to sort of get ready for an approximate date for baseball to start. But the rest of the article that I'm going to read you reads this. A few dates have been tossed around with former MLB player Trevor Plouffe, now of John Boy Media's Talking Baseball, Reporting Tuesday that he had heard a second spring training will start June 10th with regular season games beginning July 1st and all teams would play at their home parks. And Rosenthal referenced the Ploof report in his latest piece saying according to sources, officials from at least one team, the Indians, gave their players a quote-unquote mark in the sand Tuesday for opening day July 1st. The same date that former major leaguer Trevor Plouffe had mentioned in a tweet on Monday. The tweet that I told you guys about. And Rosenthal says, quote, Indians officials on a Zoom call that included about 70 members of the organization estimated the season would begin after a three-week ramp-up, putting the start of Spring Training 2 around June 10th, another date Plouffe specified. But the officials made it clear the dates were mere targets, fully expected to change. They simply wanted players to be prepared if the league meets all the logistical challenges necessary to play, which still is no sure thing, end quote. So again, some things are lining up with what Plouffe said, according to what the Indians have said in their Zoom call, but as Rosenthal says, as have all the other reports that have been discussed in the past few weeks about potential starting times for baseball this year, nothing is definite until we hear from the league themselves. We know this. That goes without saying, for all of these reports that we've heard... But it is interesting that Plouffe released that on Monday, and then you hear that the Indians said sort of a similar thing, and that we should be hearing something within the next week. It seems like that we're very close to certain answers, which is something we haven't had these last couple of months, and it's been driving a lot of people crazy. Myself included! (laughs) I've been reporting all these things the last few weeks and I always have to put the disclaimer this isn't definite so don't take it too much to heart and don't get too excited about it. Meanwhile, I have to control my own excitement because I want baseball to start back up too. Of course, so long as it's safe. So those are basically all of the details about all of the reporting that was going on throughout this last week that had all Major League Baseball fans in a tizzy. But there were some more things said by Ken Rosenthal, and I really do trust Ken. I think he's a very reliable source to go off of. He did come out with more potential information from this supposed final plan that we could be hearing from Major League Baseball in the coming days. And they're worth looking at. There are maybe a couple of things here that we already knew, especially because we already knew about the potential newly realigned divisions. And obviously we knew by now from prior reports from the commissioner that 162 games was basically out of the question. So again, some things here we sort of already knew, but there is more of a clear picture potentially from Ken Rosenthal. So let's talk about some of the things that he mentioned as possibilities for the new Major League Baseball season for this year. And again, some of these things align with what Trevor Plouffe said. The first point says, "...a regular season beginning in early July and consisting of approximately 80 games. The number might not be exactly 80. Both 78 and 82 are possibilities." So from that first bullet point, you hear, huh, the season's basically going to be chopped in half. (laughs) So that's a big thing right there. And this also differs from the original 100-game rumors that we heard in the past few weeks. But again, nothing certain. The schedule would be also regionalized. Teams would face opponents only from their own division and the same geographic division in the opposite league. For example, an NL East team club would face only teams from the NL East and AL East. And if it were to be a 78-game schedule, it might look like this. Four three-game series against each division opponent and two three-game series against each non-division opponents. And also that teams would open in as many home parks as possible, with even New York, the major league city hardest hit by the coronavirus, potentially in play by early July. And as we've heard from fans out there, a lot of people are concerned about that. It is a big risk, but as I said before... If they do have proper testing in place, which is a real major hurdle in this thing, and if they can assure the safety of all those involved without fans in the stadium, it could be a possibility. So that's more or less all the information you need to know right now before we get the official report from Major League Baseball about what they plan on doing to get baseball played this year in the coming days. Because again, this should be coming very shortly. They said this about four days ago that we would get it within a week. And four days have passed now, more or less. So it should be coming very, very soon. Now, I'll just give a brief take on some of these things here because a lot of these takes that are flying around here, I've already reiterated and given my own takes on all of this, on just the entire subject as a whole on prior Yapping Yankees episodes. But just based on some of the information that I just read to you from Ken Rosenthal, I'll give you some of my takes on them. I think it was to be expected that the season would be more or less at least chopped in half or maybe to about 100 games. We knew that 162 was out of the question. We knew that already. And we already heard the possibility of realigned divisions as well. When it comes to those division realignments and changes like that to the game, I think it could be pretty fun, so long as it's just for this year, because of course, this year has been crazy, and crazy things have happened beyond anybody's control, so you're going to get some crazy results. So again, it goes without saying that I can accept any and all crazy sort of changes that are put out there or made to baseball for this year because of the crazy things that have happened. I do have to say, though, the one thing is that if it goes any less than 70, 75 games, as much as it hurts for me to say this because I'm willing to see any and all baseball this year, obviously, I'm as much of a baseball fan as the next diehard. but I'm not sure it's really worth it if you're playing that few amount of games. There are also other possibilities of expanded playoffs and more doubleheaders, fewer days off, whatever. A Lot of things flying out there that we've already spoken about on past episodes. And again, some of those things I'm okay with, some of those things I'm not, but again, I can live with it if it's just this year, because I expected crazy things to be put out there as a result of what's happened. But if we hit such a low point, like under 70 games being played, that's a very little amount of games, and I'm not sure it's worth it. I'm just not. The same goes if it weren't to start until around August, because at that point, I just think it's too late. As much as I want baseball back, and I miss it so freaking much, I'm not sure it's completely worth it at that point. You might as well just do like a big tournament, and then just have a champion at the end of it, and even then make it a sort of exhibition thing, because... Again, as I've said in weeks past, I think we're already at that point where it's tough to consider this season as being as legitimate as past seasons because of how much is going to have to change just to get baseball back. So I understand all of the discussions, obviously, and I am not taking anything to heart, and I'm not getting overly excited about anything that I've reported, whether it be today or on past episodes, as you know, because nothing is certain until we hear in the coming days MLB's official finalized ultimate plan that they're going to give to the Players Association— And we'll have more definitive details then, of course, because what they propose is really what they feel after all this time of thinking about it is the best way to approach baseball returning this year. So those are all your details on all the exciting reporting that's taken place in this last week. A lot of fun stuff that's just had the baseball world in a frenzy. And yeah, there's still a lot of doubt, even in my mind. A lot of people being unsure. But again, my advice, as I've told myself and I've told you already, but I'll say it again, is to just have patience prevail because we're just going to have to wait and see with this sort of a thing. And we'll see what Major League Baseball says in the coming days. And in the meantime, I do tip my cap to guys like Trevor Plouffe, who did release something that early on. And there were reports afterwards that sort of lined up with what he said. And we'll see what the ultimate plan in the coming days, just how much his plan did align with Major League Baseball's ultimate proposal. It ought to be interesting, guys. Strap yourselves in, I guess. <laughs> I'm strapping myself in. But I did actually just glance over at my phone. As you know, while I talk here on the podcast, I always glance over at my phone just in case anything new happens. If I happen to get a notification of anything else happening in my time recording, I want to get it in on the show. And this just popped up on Bleacher Report saying players are hopping mad and ready to fight if owners attempt to reduce their salaries more. So yeah, that could be another potential problem from the athletes. They already aren't happy that their salaries have been cut, some of them. And it seems there's going to be a problem if their salaries are cut even more. And this is just caught between a rock and a hard place because I understand the reason for cutting their salaries. Obviously, there's a lot of prorated salary going around. They mentioned that a lot, prorated salaries. But it's complicated. I know many people may take the stand saying, oh, the players have no right to complain about their salaries being cut because they already make so much money as it is. Well, not all of the athletes make a lot of money in baseball. Not all of them. A lot of them make an ungodly amount. You can't deny that. But not all of them make anywhere close to that amount of money. And others may say, oh my God, there's only so much baseball could do to their salaries. But the problem with all of this is, is that this is due to a situation that was out of anybody's control and nobody saw this coming or affecting us as badly as this did. And things had to change as a result of it. Not only that, but if baseball does plan on returning in 2020, whether it be at spring sites or the regular home ballparks, I think we've come to the conclusion that it would at least start without fans in the stands. And without fans being in the stands or attending games, purchasing tickets and purchasing things in the stadium, that is a lot of money the organization is missing out on and losing. And the effect of that is having to make cuts elsewhere. That's just how it works. Everything comes down to money. As much as that sucks, and you've heard me say on this podcast how much I hate that too, how everything in this world just revolves around money. I freaking hate it, but that's the way that it works. And this really sucks to hear that there might even be a war over this, because it's just over something that no one has control over. But... Without going into too much detail about this, because we've also discussed how Major League Baseball is being affected financially and the steps that they're taking to save some money and cut elsewhere, I mean, that's what organizations everywhere around the whole country, just regular businesses are having to do, having to cut staff, cut hours, cut other things in order to save money. It sucks, but it's what's happening everywhere somebody's going to have to bite the bullet here. I bit the bullet at my job. My hours were cut, not completely, but they were cut about in half, more or less. And I bit the bullet, and I'm making less money right now. Am I I'm happy about it? Of course I am. But that's just the way that things are going in the world right now, and we have to make those sort of sacrifices at this time. I'm also grateful to even be working at all, considering how many people are unemployed in this country right now. Over 30 million people. And if you're still earning money from a job, you have to remember that you're more fortunate than a lot of other people in this country right now, and you're probably just going to have to bite the bullet. Take that less money for now and do what you got to do. It's its an impossible situation, I know that, but somebody's got to bite the bullet. I hope they can resolve it without it getting ugly, but it probably will, because the athletes are feeling they're entitled to the money that they were promised. And the league is saying, well, we have to go through these prorated salaries and make cuts where we have to because of everything that's going on and we can't really do anything about it. We have to save money. And if baseball does start up this year, there are a lot of areas of revenue that we're going to be losing out on if we start without fans. And the argument on both sides really holds water. So it's a complicated situation. I just really hope they can resolve it without it getting ugly or going to quote-unquote war but we'll see what happens with that, I guess. (laughs) It's another negative among many. But before we do wrap up today, I want to leave you with a question. I'm not sure I've done this very often on the podcast, but I'm going to leave you with a question. Now, there have been both fans and doctors around Major League Baseball who have expressed concerns about injury for example, there's a concern over Tommy John surgeries potentially spiking due to pitchers being active in spring training, having to stop suddenly due to the pandemic halting baseball and life overall, and then suddenly ramping it back up again for a shortened season. There are a lot of people, both fans and doctors included, that are very concerned about injury spiking because of that. The body may have trouble handling that sort of a thing. There was a specific report that came out just a couple of days ago of doctors who care for pitchers, saying that they think and fear that Tommy John surgeries will spike for pitchers after they were pitching in spring training months ago, forced to stop suddenly, and then forced to ramp it up yet again for a shortened season. They fear that Tommy Johns will ramp up because of that. My question to you is, do you agree with that? And do you have the same concerns, not only for pitchers, but for players everywhere that they might be injured because of baseball starting up again suddenly after this two-month hiatus since spring training? If you're listening on YouTube and you've made it to this point of the podcast, I want you to comment below and tell me what you think about that. Tell me your thoughts. Otherwise, be sure to DM me on any of my social medias. Again, Facebook at Mike Scudero NY, Twitter at Mike Scudero, and Instagram at Mike Scuds ninety seven please feel free to DM me about your thoughts on this. I'd love to hear what you have to say or about any of the thoughts you have on your mind having to do with the Yankees or sports or anything. I'm always glad to talk to you guys. You know that. But I'm going to leave you with that question. Do you share those concerns? Let me know what you think. And we'll see in the coming days. It could be tomorrow. Again, we don't know, but we'll see in the coming days what Major League Baseball has to offer to the Players Association as to whether baseball will start this year or not. This is a clearer timeline than we've ever had, I would say up to this point, so things are heating up. We'll see what happens, guys. But as for now, that is all for episode 46 of Yapping Yankees. One last shout-out to Team Left Jab and Grunt Talks MLB. Team Left Jab features Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and, of course, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Be sure to go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms at Team Left Jab, and check out their great sports content across anywhere you find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Blog Talk Radio, you name it, the list goes on everywhere, guys. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab. And our other shout-out goes to Grunt Talks MLB. Be sure to visit their website, grunttalksmlb.com, to see all of their baseball content, and go to their podcast section to see where they feature yapping Yankees. Be sure to also follow the man behind the website, Darren, on Twitter at YankeesReport28. Special thanks to Darren and Grunt Talks MLB for joining in on the growth of Yapping Yankees. And also, I've been doing this on each and every episode recently, I also want to give one last shout-out to all of those fighting this virus on the front lines, selflessly, bravely, and tirelessly doing all they can to rid us of COVID-19. Doctors, nurses, first responders, police officers, the fire department— all healthcare workers, and so on. I want to extend my gratitude to all of you for your efforts at all times, but especially in these times. Thank you all so much for everything you're doing for the community every single day. Also, as I've said a few times already, be sure to follow me on all social medias. You could find me on Facebook on my fan page at Mike Scudero NY. You could find me on Twitter at Mike Scudero. That's the social media app I am most disgustingly active on. So be sure to follow me on there. And also be sure to follow me on Instagram at Mike Scuds ninety seven. And I also don't want to forget to tip my cap as I do every week to you, the listener. Whether you just listen, give feedback on the show, vote or reply on the polls, interact with me about the Yankees, support me in the podcast, and show love on social media, whatever it is in the whole wide world you do to show your love and support to me, I tip my cap to you and remind you just how much I appreciate your believing in me every single day. Thank you guys, it means so much to me. I do hope you SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify listeners enjoyed, as always, as well as you YouTubers out there. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on the Yapping Yankees YouTube channel and listen to the past Yapping Yankees episodes. Episodes 34 all the way up to this one, episode 46, are available on YouTube, and episodes 33 all the way back to episode 1 are available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Once again, thank you 3,000 for listening. I'm Mike Scudero, and I'll talk to you next Sunday, May 17th, when I come at you with episode 47 of Yapping Yankees. Hopefully it's warmer outside by then. Still on the colder side right now on freaking May 10th. And some places around and even in New York got snow yesterday, for God's sakes. Anything else, 2020? (laughs) So ridiculous. At least today's a little nicer. (laughs) But anyway, I digress. Until next Sunday, hang in there, be patient, stay safe, look out for your loved ones, and don't be a moron. (laughs) Have a good week, guys, and again, happy Mother's Day to all of you moms out there. Although we appreciate you every single day, today is your day, so enjoy it, and I will talk to all of you next Sunday. Take care.